<sighs> we watched Chrome Soldiers, which means it's time for another Portland at the Movies. In a world, in a time, in a land of eternal beauty, all that stands between a city and a disaster, in a city where anything can happen, if you thought you had seen it all. This is not the sort of yellow ribbon I was expecting. Hello and welcome to another episode of Portland at the Movies. My name is Todd Workoven and joining me as always is Mark Middleton. How are you, Mark? I'm well. I'm really well. Good, good. And Brian, the Unipiper kid. How are you, Brian? I'm good. I'm a little bit sleepy. Uh, I, I thought your yawn was... I, I, I see what you did now. <laughs> yes. But I thought you were just <laughs> but being now a little it, tired. It actually we made you tired. We were actually tired from the movie. <laughs> My acting was too good to be in, in this movie. Uh, this movie... Brian uh, was uh, your runner-up choice because we had picked, um, I forget what it's called now, and we all watched the trailer and there's a beautiful shot in the trailer of whatever this movie was that takes uh, place in front of the courthouse down in the port in, in the pork blocks in the park blocks <laughs> uh, with, should be the with uh ed asner i think was in it so like ed asner oh, yes that was the name of the movie the cops are robbers the cops are robbers yes uh and you like you can see one of the buildings that mark you and i worked in you can see the ko building oh, wow. in the back of that and we're like oh good finally there's like a real portland movie and i watched it and like it started and it's like Boston, Massachusetts. And I was like, oh, they're setting it up that like someone has to move to Portland to bust a whatever. <laughs> but they just kept establishing more and more of Boston and like shots of them in the streets in Boston. And it had nothing to do with Portland. It takes place in Boston. It was based on a true story. And then one scene for like 35 seconds filmed and shot in front of the courthouse what? in Portland for some reason with Ed Asner. And what? then the rest of the movie doesn't take place here. So that was really what? weird. So yes, we will not be watching The Cops Are Robbers. Instead, we will be watching the backup choice, the 1992 Gary Busey movie, Chrome Soldiers. Chrome Soldiers. Chrome now, Soldiers. I, I feel so bad right now. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, for many reasons. Apology accepted. <laughs> One of the reasons I feel so bad is because, uh, I don't, you, probably, you guys probably don't remember this, but last summer when we had our uh, curated shelf of uh, picks at... Uh, movie madness yes um i included this uh we we, we encouraged yeah we tried to oh encourage people to pay money to rent this at movie madness so they actually had the vhs then because this was a i believe a made for tv movie yes um yep. but it must have been obviously released on video then so if anyone actually went to movie madness and picked this <laughs> off from our shelf i'm so sorry <laughs> where they're sworn enemies now <laughs> I mean, on paper, Brian will, Brian will give you a free sticker. <laughs> <laughs> yes. If you rented this movie at Movie Madness, please send an email to unipiper at gmail.com and yes. I will uh, hook you up for your pain and suffering. <laughs> uh, well, before we get into this terrible, terrible movie, we did all go see a good made in Portland movie uh, that Brian, you were kind of featured in. So why don't you talk about that? Yeah. So um, a couple of years ago, it feels like maybe it was three years ago now. Wow. That's how long these Productions take. Um, I got just an out of the blue email from Leica Studios, the animation group uh, based here in uh, Hillsboro, right next to Portland. Uh, and they've, you know, they do the uh, the current stop motion films like Coraline and Paranorman, um, Kubo Box and, Box and the Two Strings. Yeah. So their their most recent film is called Missing Link. 
um, which uh, is out in theaters right now. And uh, they called me in and they were like, hey, we're putting together this new movie and uh, we need some bagpipes. Would you mind coming in and uh, laying down some pipes for us? Wow. And so I got to go in and uh, Ashley worked with the director of the movie. Oh, really? Um, and they wanted a very specific kind of plane. They picked out a song for me. So I had to like learn this certain song. But then in the context of the film, the bagpipes are being played underwater. So they wanted me to play poorly. <laughs> so I had to be good enough at the song to then like purposefully make it make not it good. Bad. Yeah. Right. Um, and that, that was a struggle. So I, fortunately I'm kind of a, a OCD about all my bagpipe parts. So I have this drawer of old bagpipe reeds that sound terrible, oh, nice. not knowing that I would ever actually have a use for them. So I, <laughs> I went through like 50 old bagpipe reeds and found the one that just sounded the, the <laughs> most the terrible yeah and put that in and made sure i was way out of tune and uh played this this tune and uh then and they had to trust you to know that that was bad at bagpipe playing <laughs> yeah they put all their trust we're in gonna me. take your word for it they did not know. they did not bring in a bagpipe expert okay. subject matter expert um but uh yeah it was really cool because uh then um so it, the character who's playing the bagpipes in the movie is the the lead character and uh voiced by hugh jackman so in a way i'm hugh jackman's bagpipe stand-in yes you are and right out of the gate that's the first thing in the movie and like yeah. for a long time yeah, so you got a some, significant scene right at the beginning and it's played yep. for some good laughs and yeah it was really cool and you had your own big huge screen credit at yeah, the end stick around to the credits right after it said abbey road studios and then brian, brian the, the unifier, unifier. Kid. I, I blame you todd for that uh because that's how i i think i'm most commonly referred to as i think you came okay up, yeah because started saying when that. we started yeah doing stuff i was like do you want to be brian kid the unipiper brian the unipiper kid and that's funny now that sticks <laughs> but back to chrome soldiers do we have to the 1992 gary Busey. i keep wanting to call him nick nolte because i <laughs> think fair. i'm always remembering <laughs> nick nolte's do you remember his mugshot yes they look like a crazy person and so i think in my head they're fused uh, see, now and that I've never... you say that i i think i was standing in nick nolte's headshot with gary Busey. <laughs> Busey. Yeah. So, and I realized I haven't really, I mean, I've seen Gary Busey and like when I was looking at his IMDb, he has done three to four projects every year since like the early seventies. And so like, I've seen him in things, but I'd never seen the Buddy Holly story, which he's supposed to be very good and he got an Oscar nomination for it. Um, but now he's kind of, he's kind of just doing a Google image for Gary Busey. I, f I feel complicit somehow watching a Gary Busey project because he did have a very bad motorcycle accident that caused some head trauma and the doctors said we fear that this might mentally impair you for the rest of your life and like I don't know since I haven't seen a lot of his before <laughs> acting I don't know if it's different I don't know I don't know if this movie falls before or after the accident. It is after the accident. And the accident was 1988. So this is... Oh, 92. About five, five or so years after... Interesting. After the accident. So, and he only sometimes wears a motorcycle helmet in this movie. <laughs> he mostly does. But that was the ironic thing because he was like a big proponent of um, not having the helmet laws. He was like, uh -huh. freedom, you know, means this or whatever. And then he gets tragically injured in a motorcycle accident <laughs> due to head trauma. Oops. Oops. Uh, well, the first thing I couldn't figure out is what they said on the back of their, they have their own, maybe we should set this movie up. What is, what is Chrome Soldiers, <clears throat> Brian? Uh, it, I guess it's a movie. <laughs> it's sort of. <laughs> Some people call it a movie. <laughs> Movish. <sighs> 
It is okay. Well, let's talk about what this movie is on paper. Mm-hmm. This movie is uh, starring Gary Busey. It's an action movie uh, about a motorcycle gang uh, who seeks revenge for the murder of uh, a member of their motorcycle gang, uh, and it's filmed in Portland. And that sounds like a recipe for exactly the type of movie that we want. Was that what we got? <laughs> and then what happened? <laughs> and then we watched it. It, yeah. Go ahead. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm, I'm fine. <laughs> so yeah, I, I, in my head, I was thinking that the, I, instead of enjoying the movie or it, enduring the movie, I was, I was coming up with situations in my head as like, who, like, who was this movie for, and <clears throat> why did it happen? to us and I feel like if you were a kid in the 80s that had like a divorced Vietnam veteran uncle who like you went to stay with and he would bring out Chrome Soldiers as the only VHS movie he had because he loved it and that's what you'd have to watch at his house well so the movie was advertised as like a revenge flick oh and Mm. it turned (laughs) out a revenge on us (laughs) What was did there, we do to that? Was there it something was, I did? It was Gary Busey's revenge. <laughs> in general for all his future I'll, enemies. I'll show you. I'll just take care of this with this movie. Helmets be damned. <laughs> um, but no, it's it's not a revenge. It's more of a grief flick. You know, it, it's, sure. it's sad. And it's on the lifetime side of yeah. things. It's like a boy lifetime movie. Right. right. Lifetime so it's for about men. Ga- yeah, Lifetime for Men. Uh, so Gary Busey is um, the brother of this guy that lives in a small town in Oregon, and the guy gets, uh, he owns a, a, gas, a fueling station for boats on the river and just a little small fill-up station, and he gets killed in the opening scene, these, these <laughs> two guys. Uh, Mark, this is when uh, I want you to open the file that uh, I sent to you. So if, uh, sadly, podcast listeners won't be able to see this unless they go. This movie is free on YouTube, so you can go to YouTube and you can see the main, um, the main enemy of this movie. Uh, he comes and kills Nick, uh, Nick Nolte. Damn, I'm doing it already. I messaged it to you in messages. Oh, messages. Uh, what did it say on the box art, on the poster for this movie, the tagline? It was pretty good. Oh, I didn't see. Uh, I have to find it. But uh, So we have our main enemy guy. He shows up. <laughs> and if you're trying to picture what he's looking like, uh, think of a chubby version of my hair is a bird. Your, argue, <laughs> your argument is invalid with that picture of Nick Cage with the huge hair that's a bird. And that's exactly <laughs> what this guy looks like. So you can go to YouTube and you can scrub through that first thing. And he just shows up with this gigantic flowing wind-blown hair and uh the him and this other guy kill nick uh, damn it this is gonna be a long show gary Busey's uh brother and so gary Busey comes back to town and his motorcycle gang of five people that he was in the vietnam war with show up and and comfort him and then they all figure out that it's part of a larger mystery uh, and they figure out uh, the mystery. So that's kind of the overview of what this movie is. The box art says, even the jungles of Nam didn't prepare them for this war. <laughs> Which, to be fair, was a, a war against, like, local, a small town sheriff. 
which I would, I'm guessing the jungles of Vietnam are a little more hardcore than, so they don't say, they call this place Cleary. Yeah. So I was going to ask about that. Cleary, Oregon. I only watched this one time. There was no way in hell I was going to watch this a second time. I'd watched it too long ago and I couldn't remember a thing. On the second viewing of this, I almost remembered nothing of the third act. It was all a surprise to me. And I'm wondering if the first time I watched it, I went into a fugue state to like self-preserve yes. what was happening. I, I think I did that as well. My brain at some point just shut down. I th- it was great. Like so, big things, not like little tiny right. moments. It was like whole important scenes. going to be I'd asking forgotten. you to explain a lot about this movie to us, Todd. Okay. You're going to help uh, Mark and I understand, <laughs> I, process this. So I watched it this morning. And and I I feel like I understand the plot. Yeah, but it's so thin of yeah. it. Like there's so many things that just make me angry about this movie. <laughs> um. Okay. So there is a fire on the dock, and <clears throat> at the gas station, blows up the dock. The man is sprawled out on the the dock with. Yeah, Gary Busey's brother is sprawled out. They beat him. Stony. Stony is his Stoney. name. Yes. And the hoses of the fire of you know, the pumps are like strewn about. Yeah, and, spilling and gas everywhere, and then they they light that on fire. And nobody questions. There nobody is a mentions gigantic explosion. Nobody mentions anything, uh, like at the funeral, at the at the anything of like. So what happened? Like, and how did this seem, happen? Yeah, there seems to be no investigate. They just keep it an open crime site that still got his face beat up <laughs> before and then set on fire. And then set on, so, like, <laughs> there would be some conversation. I feel, and I and I do since we we do learn that there is a this is part of a bigger plot and the uh, the antagonists are also entangled with the law enforcement. So that explains some of it. But the place burns to the ground, the little gas station and like days or I don't know how long this movie takes place over a week or two or right. nine years. Right. Does this movie, Todd, this is one thing I did not, was unable to pick up on in my viewing, but was it supposed to take place in Oregon? They didn't specifically they didn't say, say Oregon. There no. was, I, I thought there was one point where they said, like, we're going to go up to Washington. That could be, yeah, because they, they, they call this place Clary. Yeah. Uh, but they don't say Clary, Oregon. They just say, I'm in Clary or whatever. Right. Um, most of, they did have some outside uh, shots. There was, uh, most of it was taking place in Oregon, Oregon City. City. Crossing uh, a bridge. Crossing West the bridge Lynn, in Oregon City. Ten times. A little bit of West, what part was in West Lynn? Uh, oh, they, they go across the bridge and you say entering West Lynn. Yes. Yeah, that's that's coming the other way on that Oregon City bridge. Yeah. Um, and then there was the gas station that I forget what it was called now. Or the motel, I mean. There's a motel up on... Um, you know where the truck stops are off of Columbia Avenue? Is yeah. that it? Uh, way up there. The like if you take the back, yeah, if you take kind of the back way <clears throat> to get to those new truck stops, uh, there's an old uh, motel that is still open and did, still looks oh, you exactly figured the out? same. Yeah, and did it's you called just the same it? thing. Yeah, I just Googled it. And wow. I was and wondering I about that. The, I don't remember what you it was called. You know that truck stop then. has like a movie theater? That truck stop is a... amazing. I <laughs> love that truck stop. I'm low grade obsessed with truck stops anyway because I'm fascinated I'm with... with people that are or with places that are just open 24 hours and always the same and cater to a 
right. cater to people that are like on weird schedules. And so, yeah, those truck stops are really nice. Hang around long enough, you might just see Gary Busey. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I wrote the hotel down, but now I can't find it. So I'll... that's how much we care about that's this movie. That's how much we care about. I mean, you think I would have been excited for something that I could have so attracted myself with. What, what is the problem with this movie? Like we're bashing it out the gate yeah. and we've seen other bad movies, but there's just something about this one that... I hate it. I think the story, the plot, the (laughs) script, the acting, and the production. I mean, the... (laughs) Like... (laughs) To name a few. Just those things. Like, the... You know, the acting was just as good as the script. And I think the script, like, there was so many. And it had television pacing, which was <sighs> kind of slow, slow and plotting. Oh, and, and I, I didn't understand. Uh, I hate it more than Extraordinary Measures. And I'm not saying that it's necessarily worse than Extraordinary Measures. But I think when you compare this to something, like this movie, the cover art has Gary Busey on a motorcycle holding a gun up in the air. <laughs> like, the movie is telling, like, it's promising you something. Yeah. With At least with Extraordinary Measures you're seeing the face of Brendan Fraser and the face of Harrison Ford and you know it's a medical drama so like you're not expecting anything more but I feel like this movie in a certain way just lied to me yeah and it's got Gary- well and it's not an action movie it, and and I think that perfect description is the lifetime movie for because it is it is it tries to be this character piece like it's a movie about first- it's a movie about feelings for men it is, and yet there's a lot of hugging. And whenever you see, um, and it doesn't know how to do that through the script. Like there's the five buddies or whatever, including Yafet Koto from Alien, who yes. who couldn't even save this movie. No, right? beach, he's great. beach, yeah. So, and none of these friends, like one of them is an attorney, I guess, but the other ones don't like what an makes them different that, from each other. He's an attorney that at the beginning of the movie was just trading stocks. <laughs> That's true. He wasn't doing he was any in his attorney. House boat I thought stock. he was joking that he was in his, his attorney. I thought it was like it did come off as a joke when when Gary Busey said that. Right. I think that uh, they wouldn't expect the uh, the intended audience of this movie to know what an attorney actually does. So <laughs> just have him trading stocks is close enough. And, and it was like comically trading stocks. It was like. Have have him buy a thousand goes of before the things. Sell, 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 sell high, buy low. Yeah, if it goes above 50, then have her contact me right away. <laughs> business, business. Is <laughs> this business, my business, business person? Thank you. Um, but they were introduced to these friends in like a really like tedious, not just tedious montage, but one where... They're all they're contacting each other because Gary Busey's brother has been killed. So Gary Busey is, is telling them because they were all part of the same team in Vietnam, and so was that brother Stony. Right? He was Stoney. part of that group, and then they were all part of the motorcycle the gang, Chrome, Chrome soldiers, soldiers with their special jacket that I couldn't figure out at the bottom. It said something from hell, and I could never see what that first word was. And it was driving me crazy. Well, did you notice that the the font that they used on the back of the jacket to say Chrome Soldiers was the same font that the titles of the movie were in and you could not, <laughs> not read, read which was that bitchin like late 80s like literal it was called like the chrome effect in right. photoshop in one photoshop, yeah, totally. <laughs> and so that was pretty great uh yeah there was a chrome bird on the back of their jackets but we are introduced to the rest of the team first uh all through phone calls so they're all like Around the country. Around the country. And they get the... So we we get them being excited to hear from someone, but then hearing about someone's death 
on a one-sided phone call and we have to do that like five times and it's so gary Busey was the one that kicked off the phone tree yeah so obviously they must have had this phone tree pre-established uh he calls in Yafet case Kodo. of death he calls yeah and then he just has yafit call everyone else. else yeah i thought that was kind of funny it is like the church prayer line <laughs> it was where you call it was, the... it was exactly but then yeah we all they all are and it was it's hard to go from one emotion of like it's great to hear from you to i've been hearing this devastated news yeah five times from people we don't know and it wasn't a great way and i could never tell the difference between the skill there was a sniper i guess one of them was but like their personality at that one moment when they first start calling each other i was like oh this is gonna be kind of like the blues brothers and they're gonna have to put the band back together and recruit each member and no, no. <laughs> it just happened no. with a, a phone call. It felt like they had just watched the A Team, and you know they're trying. Yeah, they're trying to assemble the, you know, the. But A-team. it's yeah, it's that guy in his late forties and his fifties trying to. Like this movie wanted motorcycles to be so cool that the we hear this music. Let me see if I can find it here. It has the greatest music whenever you hear the motorcycles. Um, it's actually not a bad soundtrack. There's some interesting it's parts. So here's, kind of memorable. Um, the motorcycle gang interrupts the funeral of his brother and with their uh. loud motorcycles. And then uh, as they're all hugging, we get uh, this music. Which is trying... So, so hard, hard to like get me to feel something and like tell me that these... Yeah. Are the coolest people yeah. on earth. Yeah, so the soundtrack had music on it, <laughs> but I don't think the music matched the pace or the theme. The music was it. left over from Top Gun, I right. think, because it was all, especially for 92, even by then it was outdated and just really cornball. Yeah. And at one point... He was the composer for uh, um, Murphy Brown. for. <laughs> Really? Yeah. Oh my gosh. That is amazing. 42. So I'm going to see, maybe it's just me. There's a different piece of music in here that reminded me of something. And I don't know if I'm just making a false connection. So let's. So I know where you're going there's with that. that piece of music. And Brian heard me play this um, before the show started. This is the main theme from Schindler's List. What year did Schindler's <laughs> List come out? So that's what I wanted to know. Schindler's List, I believe, came out in 1993 Ooh. or 94, maybe. Boy, now I better look that up. You can say that John Williams has been stealing John from Williams Steve Dorff. Stole, <laughs> stole this. Oh, dear. Jeez. I mean, it's different enough, but I just kept wondering, like, where have I heard that music? before and sure enough good catch on schindler's list yep so um that john williams that hack <laughs> <laughs> uh, so from steve dorf the man who composed the music to major dad <laughs> <laughs> major dad with oh what was that guy's name <laughs> gerald mcraney like, was the guy the bald guy that the uh, guy from simon and simon yeah <laughs> And what was, oh, She's the Sheriff, I'm thinking of as well. <laughs> Maybe we should talk about She's the Sheriff instead. More interesting <laughs> than this. Um, so speaking of, we talked a little bit about acting before. Um, we also talked about, um, or I also talked about how 
I kind of felt complicit when I watched. Um, now I just wanted to call him Nicolas Cage uh, when I watched Gary Busey. And I feel like most of this movie, he just could not remember his lines or how to act him. And so I here's a little part of um, when their whole gang is kind of talking in the bar after his brother's funeral. To keep it in. Not in front of us. This is it's not okay, him. This man. is Ray Sharkey. So there's lots of big pauses in this movie. After Nam, Stoney said to me, you're crazy if you stay in the service. He used to tell me, you'd be the one to bury me. Now, I'm the one. Now look what happened. That line? Line? I buried you. <laughs> oh my gosh so this scene is indicative and it's, it's still going on it's still going on and nobody's saying anything this is an awkward silence that is a really uh, awkward silence so that is what the rest of the movie feels like it and does like, that's what it wants to build this emotional thing which is fine like i would be fine with a movie like that it just doesn't know how to do that like that yep. that is the closest they get to how men explain their feelings, which is not like I'm, I'm glad they're trying, but they're not, I don't know. And that, and that bar scene, you know, those, um, the lamps that are above pool tables, the like stained glass ones, the one in the back during the bar in, in the back of the bar fight said Pudweiser. Oh, <laughs> I wanted to talk about Pudweiser. Is there more to talk about? Uh, no, or just to mention just that. I, so I was wondering, was that an accident that something was accidentally covering it up? Or was that on purpose? That they didn't want to use the word Budweiser. I had a feeling it was on purpose because they didn't, they couldn't pay to, well, to use bless the Budweiser their hearts name. because that was amazing. That was the best part of the thing. I'm from now on, I'm going to be ordering Budweiser. Pud <laughs> uh, it's kind of like that. Um, what was the beer uh, that they were bringing into Oregon in the commercial? Oh, uh, Shud White Nose. Yeah. Where are you guys going with all that beer? Pudweiser. There's also another little clip. I, for as terrible as this movie was, I flagged a lot of clips on it because I wanted. Here's another part where um, Gary Busey really wants to, um, or this movie really wants to make motorcycles like the coolest thing ever so here's gary Busey uh describing to the bank manager who denied their bank loan uh just why why motorcycling is so important i'm sorry marianne that's not him yet these are terrible times i think we should let tom get into this before you sign anything okay tom tom's my attorney he rode up to the funeral one of the bikers? Well, they're not bikers. The bike thing was a form of therapy we did when we came back from Nam. And we Feelings. all went our separate ways. Stoney came here. I re-upped. So anyway, yeah, he went back. He had just gotten back from, de- his character had just gotten back from Desert Storm. And he is in his late 40s in this, but I guess he was a... But he's a colonel. He's a colonel. Okay. I never... I can never remember which order all of those things are in the military. Did you happen to recognize the uh, church for the funeral? 
No, I didn't. Uh, yeah, I was hoping oh. it was going to be something like the Selwood Church or something. Yeah, something I could figure that. That, and we couldn't. Uh, did we talk about this on the show already? Not being able to figure out where <laughs> the neighborhood, which, where the neighborhood is. No, I don't think we okay, talked about so it. Okay, um, so a lot of this was in Oregon City. They they did show the falls a little bit because they drive along ninety nine and they go under that little tunnel in Oregon City and um, downtown. Uh, the downtown at the bottom of the hill by the by the elevator in Oregon City their main drag was featured and like their courthouse featured. And so that at least ended the movie with a nice shot of that. But, um, they, the neighborhood that they lived in or the sisters lived in whatever house they were at had these big, nice wide streets. There was a roundabout in it too, in the distance. Hmm. And I couldn't figure out, they just had these beautiful big old houses. Um, but I couldn't figure out which neighborhood that is. So I might post some pictures on the off chance that somebody recognized those old houses. I don't know if you did much uh, digging on this film to try and find information about there it. There is not a lot. There is nothing. There's just one picture from like the Oregon, Oregon City Picayune yeah. or whatever of that's, Gary Busey. That's exactly what I wanted to talk about is that one photo. They you have, could get that photo autographed from an autograph place I found. Oh, that's cool. Mm-hmm. Um, this is, uh, I don't know if it's an official city website or not, but it is like the Oregon City on Film website. That's a great site. Yeah, it's a Google hosted site, and uh, it's just it has a lot of uh, heart going on on this website. Someone put yeah, a lot and of they effort. have they have stuff that the other sites don't have either. Yeah, so so there, um, here's this picture of uh, Gary Busey from the filming of Chrome Soldiers. Yeah, it's the, a big uh, deal for them. They're becoming the new Oaks Park because for Oregon the first city? four yeah. or five movies, it was all Oaks Park, and this is mm-hmm. the fifth or sixth movie that Oregon, Oregon City. city is in so good for um, them a couple of other finds i wanted to share uh it's not a lot but the most interesting things about this movie were, were a couple of nuggets i could dig up online um there was a mention of chrome well first of all there's no english wikipedia entry for chrome soldiers uh but there is on the pt country what is pt on wikipedia boy country is pt on I wikipedia uh thailand you, youtube listeners <laughs> anyone <laughs> thailand <laughs> Anyways, there there is a uh, placeholder page for Chrome Soldiers movie on pt.wikipedia. Um but that's not that interesting. That's But with this movie does it have any Portugal? Oh, Portugal. Portugal. So the Portuguese Wikipedia page has an <laughs> Does it have any Soldiers? info on it? What just or just like the plot No, it, it, it literally just says it, well, I'm I'm can't read Portuguese, but I'm assuming it says Chrome Soldiers is a film from 1992 <laughs> directed by Thomas Wright. And that's is, all it, it says. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, there is a sentence. There is a sentence and I I think it's a one sentence plot summary uh, in Portuguese. But interesting that they would have that in Portuguese that Wikipedia but not on the English page. Did they have film in quotes? It's a film. Film. <laughs> An uh, action film. Um, I found a reference to Chrome Soldiers in a uh, book from... Uh, so there's a book called Spine Grinder. The movies <laughs> most critics won't write about. Oh. And that's a... See, that seems misplaced, too, because none of those... I wouldn't... Is this a spine grinder movie? That doesn't seem to fit that category. <laughs> it, it does fit the nobody wants to write about it. <laughs> the Chrome Soldiers entry comes in alphabetical order comes right before Chud. <laughs> <laughs> Cannibalistic humanoid underground dwellers. You got it. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. But but probably my favorite reference to this movie comes from Lisa's unofficial Gary Busey page. It is still hosted on Angel Fire. Yes, <laughs> and it was last. Last updated on June fourteenth in two thousand and three, wow. um, and then uh, there's a, a 
short little mention under Dick Gary Busey's filmography, but this is just an amazing uh, fan page. Uh, <laughs> that on Angel is Fire. great. Hosted on Angel Fire. Um, the Union Avenue Motel is the one that was uh, up in North <clears throat> Northeast Portland. Oh, wow. Um, this movie, Mark, you had a favorite quote from this movie. Um, I had a couple favorite lines too. At one point, um, there's a fight in the bar where the police who are, um, spoilers, the police are behind this whole thing. I know. Sorry. Sorry. For those of you now three quarters of the way through chrome soldiers. (laughs) <laughs> just unraveled. So uh, the bikers come into town, and the poli- the police hire my hair is a bird. Your argument is invalid. <laughs> invalid guy. Have you ever seen that meme? Do you know what I'm talking about? No. Am I talking? Do you know what that the is? The Nick Cage. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. No, I don't know. Oh, Mark doesn't know it. Uh, <laughs> because I don't care on this episode anymore. I'm going to talk about things I find interesting. Speaking of memes, there's a video going around. It's like a 10 minute video showing uh, the popular, uh, all the memes that were most popular by month from t- 2004 to present day. Oh, and, it, wow. and they just kind of one replaces each other. I don't know where they get this data from, but just to see these memes uh, fall on this list. And how many we've really, forgotten. Exactly. It is a really cool video. Hmm. So you should totally watch that video instead of Chrome Soldiers. <laughs> <laughs> the history of Anything, memes uh, as, <laughs> instead of this. Um, but there's another line where the Weasley, there's a, a sheriff, the sheriff. Do you know that who that actor is? I do. Okay. Yeah. And uh, so, so the sheriff in this movie is played by Walter Peck of Ghostbusters, the, e- the head of the EPA in Ghostbusters. Okay. I knew him. I wasn't a huge Ghostbusters fan. I know him because he's the newscaster in Die Hard. Yeah. Who shows oh. up at the at uh, the family's house and interviews the children. And then at the end, Bonnie Bedelia punches him in the face because he's like, how do you feel or whatever? And yeah. It's the very last thing of the movie. I'm like, hey, that guy. I thought he was pretty good in this. It is true. <laughs> this man has no dick. <laughs> Ghostbusters. Uh <laughs> So that was the sheriff, the sheriff's deputy. Yeah. Do you know where he is from? He's a little Weasley guy with a mustache. Right. Who kind of looks like Snidely Whip. He plays his part like Snidely Whiplash. He's always caressing his gun with his thumb, all creepy, which at first I thought, that's gross. But I I like that the sheriff kept being like, stop doing that, (laughs) which I thought was a good part of the movie. He called him on it twice. He's like caressing his gun. I kind of liked how he acted in this movie. He was like really just hamming it up. He was like, this movie is dumb and I'm just going to be this over the top villain character. But it makes sense. His credits, if you look him up on IMDb, he has a million credits and uh, like 80% of his stuff is voice acting work. Oh, interesting. But his most uh, famous uh, acting role is is, uh, Todd (laughs) from uh, Christmas Vacation. (laughs) Isn't that the is in Todd and Margot that right, lives next door? Oh yeah. So now, when you think about Chrome Soldiers, and if you think about oh Chrome Soldiers, that's the movie where Walter Peck is the sheriff and he has Todd as his sheriff's <laughs> deputy. <laughs> this movie's a lot more entertaining. So the, yeah, the 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 sheriff is a, a little a, a little weenie that has the two other guys kind of be the muscle, but then he he approaches by himself the group of bikers and tries to intimidate him. And this is this is one of those things where, like, when you're writing a movie, sometimes you're like, you know, joke to be determined later or like clever <laughs> line exchange. You know, we'll, we'll figure right. that out later. This was the heightening. This, OK, listen to Gimp his bikers are leaving our fair. Town. So he calls them Gimp. Gimp bikers. Oh. Did I say Gimp? Pardon me, because I meant wimp. <laughs> 
And then they're like, yeah. That's the best they can do. That's not even a heightening. That seems like less worse than Gimp somehow. I don't. Wimp. Yeah. (laughs) Anyway, I was like, really? More like, more like wimp. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I also thought it was crazy that even though the, the whole gas station had burned down, the the biker gang kept showing up there and like nothing had been touched. You think he touched his jacket. The purple heart was there. The the gun was there. The jacket was still there. Even though the place had exploded and burned down. Like I would imagine, I don't A couple know. kilos of weed in the, <laughs> in the safe. safe, which this, at least that made sense. The safe right. probably is fireproof, but the jacket is not. So I, that bothered, like don't insurance companies come and like, figure stuff out when things explode and and this was a while later uh, you know that the team has assembled and come to the thing after the funeral so uh, yeah this is a week or two later <laughs> there's been some time there's been some passed. time and the brother is going down to look at the place and then the cops show up why are you looking at this well, it's my brother. <laughs> my brother died, died here, here, and it's his property. Right. So, as it turns out in this uh, movie, um, so they find a kilo of weed amongst the rubble in in the safe. That drug plot just felt really they tacked on. Hated marijuana. <laughs> they true. those '60s era baby boomers hated weed. Like, and so they were all like, "Well, maybe your brother was." you know, dealing because he was in, there was a big financial crisis and he had mortgaged his house and blah, blah, blah. And like maybe, and everyone was like, there's just no way. And the wife was like, how dare you say that? That was your brother. (laughs) It was like the worst thing in the world to like be in a small Oregon town, like dealing weed to people. But as it turns out, half the, so they're living in this small town. They never say how small, but I mean, it's a farming town. They're all farmers and, um, Many of the farmers have been leveraged into growing marijuana for the sheriff. The sheriff is selling it to the drug dealer, somewhere the drug dealer, Mayflower, whatever that was. Um, And so somehow I couldn't figure out the leverage that the sheriff had over all of these people um, to force them to do this. But like if you're in a small farming and then like they would show up at that farmer who was trying to fight back with his, the bad guys had a posse of like 30 people with, there was a lot of people that showed up. You're in a small town. Like how many people are, everybody is in the posse or uh, like, it didn't seem like everybody knows each other. There wasn't a chance for some people to be good and bad. It's like you have 10 people in your town. How many Mm. goons do you have? Yeah. And the shooting during that whole incident, uh, there were, Two people shot. The farmer was just trying to say, I don't want to grow marijuana. And the, the sheriff diehard shoots him in the back. Yeah. And says like, uh, I'm going to let you bleed out, boy, or whatever he says. So if you notice, when he shoots him, he shoots him. Be, the the victim was between him and the sheriff. <laughs> and the and sheriff so, and the posse behind him. You're right. And so they shot. It would have shot through him and killed like five other people. It was like point blank range. Did they kill another guy too or just two, the farmer? It they, seemed like two. The two. farmer's helper guy yeah. too. So yeah, they they kill two people over this very low stakes marijuana growing <laughs> operation. Um, and then the, at that point, I wrote down in my notes, well, earlier I had written down, I'm wasting my life. But then I wrote <laughs> down, 
that maybe this town needs to die. Like the whole. <laughs> like at one point, the banker was like, "I keep making all these promises. You know, if I go away, this town's gonna die." And I'm like, "Maybe it should." Right. Like half Let's... of them are in this drug operation and killing people. The other half are farmers who can't make ends meet. Like maybe it's time to be done. Let the past die. The Kill past it die. if you have to. <laughs> okay, Kylo. <laughs> No one's ever really gone. Um, <laughs> yeah. No one's ever really gone. <laughs> I'll probably cut this part out, but I'd watch the whole, their last whole 45 minute video of them just going through their DVD collection, <laughs> just title by title, naming each title. It's amazing. They did it with their VHS collection. Too. Uh, Mark doesn't know what we're talking about. No, no idea. Uh, so yeah, that kind of brings us, I guess to the to the end where they have the nice shot of downtown Oregon City with the heroic the music again the heroic <laughs> the music heroic again. music yeah. the motorcycle game driving up on the wrong side of the street <laughs> yes. okay here's a question I had Todd I wrote this down specifically to ask Todd knowing that he would watch this movie more than I would <laughs> uh, okay so Gary Busey and his brother the brother was the one that was killed yeah and then Stony. they Stony. also had a sister who came to town is that true. Ooh, maybe. So there were there were a couple women in this movie. Yeah, there was yes. the white Stoney's wife, but then there was also the other lady he talked to at the right. funeral, which And I thought that was his sister. I don't think so cuz don't they kiss at the yes. end? Yes. <laughs> and so when they kissed in my head she was his sister and I was like, "What's going on?" And then I wrote down <laughs> Gary Busey, stop it. And then you know, I no. thought about rewinding it and figuring it, but then I just wrote down Ask Todd. I, I think their ex relationship. Like, that's what I felt like too. She was they, the one that stayed in the small town. He right. went into the army and then re-enlisted. So, she was a great actress, you I thought. Left she me. was the only one, yeah. yeah, the only one in the movie that was doing a decent job at something. Um they also called she the, she kind of looked like uh, uh Every woman in the eighties was uh, short Sigourney, we- yeah. Sigourney Weaver. Very short haircut yeah. and big shoulder pads. Um, the bikers did at one point refer to themselves as rubs, which oh, was yes. rich urban bikers. Was that ever a saying? Whoa. Like it a yuppie was in that type group. thing. I felt like it was trying to give themselves a nickname. A, a rub. Just a bunch of rubs, rich rich urban bikers, Just and then rub. the sheriff after that says <laughs> those rich biker scum. <laughs> It was like, <laughs> it was very full house. Just rubbing it out. Uh, oh, jeez. Oh. <laughs> I don't have my soundboard with me. <laughs> it seems like playing the, <laughs> it seems like playing the Schindler's List <laughs> would be inappropriate. <laughs> um, there was one interesting fact I learned about the uh, director of the film. Oh, okay. Did you look up him at all? I did. I kind of look. I peeked and then was uninterested to go further. So he's done a lot of uh, pretty much just television series episodes here and there um but he happened to be did you ever watch the tv series uh the rod serling show that followed the twilight zone night gallery uh, i've heard of night gallery it's in a couple episodes but so i it, heard it referenced to it has a similar setup to the twilight zone where each episode is like introduced by rod serling and it's like a tales from the crypt meets the twilight zone exactly and then each episode is introduced with a painting like there's a giant painting oh, okay. to represent the episode and that's kind of oh, like the night the gallery, gallery. Okay. right the director of this movie painted all of the night gallery what? paintings wow yeah. i wonder if he painted the cover of chrome soldiers <laughs> isn't that a painting it is <laughs> maybe look. it is yeah <laughs> That would be amazing. That's really interesting. Yeah, I, I was like, wow, that's actually really cool. Huh. 
Well, that was more interesting than the whole movie. Uh, I'm totally. glad you say that to the end of the the end of the podcast. Don't be want to just stop listening. Uh, I guess the other interesting thing I found out uh, now you kind of tipped me off on this, Todd, when you were looking into it and you were like, I- I'm looking at the people who are acted in this movie and I'm finding a whole bunch of other Portland movies. And so I went through every single actor and I scoured their IMDb page wow. this morning and I came up with a total, get this, 20 films filmed in Portland that were previously not on our list. Holy cow. And I almost picked one of them for our next movie, but I, I put it off. Oh, I, well, well, let me read you the list yeah. of new movies I've added. Um, so starting... <laughs> it's like the Red Letter Media list. And, <laughs> Just let your just close your eyes and just let the titles speak to you and just get you know. Put your car on cruise control. Close your eyes. <laughs> Imagine what you will. This could, this is the future. This is a look into the future of this show. <laughs> is this 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 is a direct threat coming up in a future in future Portland of the movie episodes? We have Wake Before I Die, Why Wild Child, Fatal Exposure, Face Value, The Marla Hansen Story. <laughs> Ski School. Who's Marla Hansen? This is my favorite uh, duo right here. Moment of Truth. Why my daughter? And that, that's one title hyphenated. Uh, and then and then another one completely unrelated. Deception hyphen. My Mother's Secret. Ooh, Ooh. these sound like a lot of Lifetime movies. Uh, Dangerous Pursuit. The Penalty Phase. Without Warning. Terror in the Towers. That's a nine eleven movie. Sorry, not a nine eleven. That's the, oh, the the bombing. The uh, World oh. Trade Center bombing movie. Filmed in Portland. What? Coming soon. We'll have to figure out what's going on there. Uh, Love is Strange. A Noosh of the Airways. Mean Creek. Bigger than the Sky. Where the Truth Lies. Bird Dog. Elephant. Raising Flag. And the Bicyclist. We didn't oh. have Elephant on our list. That's the good thing. Sure oh, yeah. Uh, so, and then lastly, uh, Jessica colon a ghost story that's the one i almost picked oh, I, that's what yeah it looked it's pretty only, good i the only reason i didn't pick it is because um it looked like it took place in the in the farmland or whatever and i kind of wanted something more to portland. see if it uh, had more portland but that well, I, I can't wait to that can't wait to hear what you actually did pick well are we done talking about um yes. Yes. <laughs> wait a minute let me yes. show, uh now i'm just going through yafat koto's uh imdb which is more interesting which is really more interesting um, Cleary. Do I have more sound bites? I wish I could figure out where that they went to the Bigfoot bar. That was the bar that they hung out with. Oh, did they show an outside shot? They did, and I couldn't figure out. I think it's probably one of the side streets in Oregon City. So if anybody knows, uh, if you go, was to, that a real bar? They make up that name. I don't know. Hmm. Um, because yeah, especially if they never made made it clear that it was Pacific Northwest, I just sort of figured they found it. Yeah. But who knows? I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to check our Facebook page because usually by this point, <laughs> is that, is that people are like, I, I was an extra oh, in right. this we're, movie. We're, and then and then we're done with the episode and we're like, damn, <laughs> we should have talked to them. So, um, well, I'll talk then a little bit about the next movie. So the next movie um, I've been curious about. I had never heard of it like most of these um like most of these movies. And the reason it intrigued me is because um, it is a film by Bill Plimpton, who I mostly knew as the uh, cartoonist that I would see on MTV, like at the, in the late eighties, nineties when MTV had like liquid television and they had Plimptoons, which were uh, a cartoon that he did. Um, I did not know he was from Portland until today. And I looked it up, but he made, he directed a movie called guns on the Clackamas, a documentary, which um, is it? Uh, I believe it's a mockumentary, as we would call it. 
Um, it, it is on. It is at Movie Madness, so you can get it there uh, if you want to rent it. I don't know anything about it. It gets a seven point one on uh, IMDb. Is it animated? It is not. I don't. As far as I know, it is um, a from the trailer at least. It's guns on the guns on the Clackamas from nineteen ninety five. So um, that's a one that I see in everybody else's credits a lot. And like now, I'm looking at the cast list on IMDb. And only two of the 25 or so listed have actual headshots. So I think there's going to be a lot of uh, local talent in here. So maybe we'll find some more too. But I've been curious to see what this was because I, I really like Bill Plimpton. And it sounds like it could be maybe a, a, a hidden gem Christopher Guest-like mockumentary movie. So huh. that will be our movie for next month. I'm intrigued. Yeah, I'm intrigued too. So... I don't know if if uh, Portland will be featured much in it, but at least we have Clackamas in the title. Spinal Tap meets Blazing Saddles, only funnier. Wow, that's the tagline says of the who? movie. <laughs> says the movie poster. Oh, you're right. It does say Un- the movie uncredited poster. Uncredited <laughs> to anyone. <laughs> uh, so yeah, uh, I mean, maybe it is. I mean, the cover there it has an illustration, but um, oh, it doesn't look like it's animated. Is that part of it? Yeah. No, oh, nice. oh, really? That is. Yeah. Oh, huh looks like an old western scene so yeah maybe it's about people filming a western movie it could be well who knows the world is open to us until about a month from now when we're sitting here talking about it um okay so (laughs) to kind of wrap this movie up and and some some everything up i when i watched this um i i had my in-laws visiting this weekend and uh so i I watched chrome soldiers with my father 80 year old (laughs) father-in-law and uh, he sat there and watched the entire thing with me. And, I, you know, this whole time I'm he's looking 80? at him. He's close. He looks like he's in the 60s. Yeah, he, no, he's, he's, he holds it well, yeah. Uh, I, I, you know, I was trying to read his face and figure out what he was thinking about. Like, you know, maybe it's just like, you know, the movies that we've been raised on this, you know, just isn't doing it for us. I was yeah. like, is he, is he enjoying this at all? And then he, when it was over, there was like this like awkward silence <laughs> in the room. And then he, he breaks silence and he just says, well... I wouldn't even watch that again for ten dollars. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> That's amazing. And it turns out I watched it again and I didn't even get ten dollars out of it. <laughs> uh, Ray Sharkey is also in this movie. He's a uh, um, he's an actor actually that passed away in nineteen ninety three. Um, I believe he died of, uh, AIDS. of AIDS in ninety three. But he was in Wise Guy. He was he was actually in. Um, the cops are robbers, which was also oh. uh, which was also named cops. It was it had, had a different name. I yeah, don't know, I'm not seeing it. Um, but he was in yeah, wise guy. He was in Wired. Good cops, bad cops. That was what um the, the other cops movie were called. What yeah. character did he play in this? He was one of the bikers. He was, was he the, the lawyer. He was no, he was the grease ball. I guess I don't no. know. I don't know. It's like describe these characters without <laughs> without describing what they're wearing and right. you can't and but in this movie they're all there's wearing a, the same thing so there's like gary Busey and the black guy and and then the other and then the other three <laughs> anyway well anything left to say about uh chrome soldiers I, you know free on youtube for anyone to watch when, when we started this podcast and we started putting in this list of movies together all filmed in portland we knew there were going to be some really bad ones and uh you know, we're, we're, at this point, this, we're just doing this for the love of our craft, and this this was us paying our dues. <laughs> this is the dark work. times. We're just yeah. paying our dues. This movie has come up before. We, we're going to watch it before, and I think I got 20 minutes into it, and I'm like, we're not going to. Mm. No. I, sh- I should have I done that again. <laughs> you should have told me not to put it on our uh, shelf at Movie Madness. <laughs> but, I mean, what else do we 
put up there where you're just discovering it, that they're all terrible. It looks good on a shelf because it says it Gary looks, Busey and he's holding yeah. a gun on a motorcycle. Yeah, the best thing about this movie is is the cover. So, <laughs> but scrub through it on the YouTube. You can art. see the the my hair is a bird guy, which we'll show Mark after the show, and he'll be in on the joke then. Um, but yes, Unipiper, where can people find out more about your busy, busy schedule? Uh, they can visit their local Fred Myers, and uh, <laughs> yes, <laughs> I'm not kidding either. Uh, Unipiper, what can they find there? Unipiper beer is now available in cans on store shelves all throughout the Portland metro region. Uh, you can find it at just about Sorry. any. Oh. Any uh, Fred Meyer or uh, um, Plaid Pantry has them, 7-Eleven, wherever you want to pick up your uh, beer. But uh, Unipiper Hazy IPA, it's uh, in a bright blue can, yeah. and proceeds still benefit Weird Portland United. Which you can find at weirdportlandunited.org. Yep. All right. Mark, where can people find out more about you? So uh, you and I have a podcast called The Mark and Toddcast. We do. And... Um, uh, so markandtodcast.com or our Facebook page is the best way to get a hold of us. And uh, next week, uh, I uh, I think we're going to be doing the Library of Alexandria. Oh, interesting! Oh, cool. so, I know yeah. nothing about it, and uh, with the uh, fire at Notre Dame, I was like, I should look into that because huh. I think that was a pretty big deal, yeah. from what I know. And, so. and I also feel like it's one of those things that comes up in the the Library of Alexandria. What didn't Maybe that was Babylon. I don't know. Was it a the real library or was it like yeah. Atlantis? And it, it was, no, it's a real library that like was burned down, I think, by hordes of some sort. Right. But, I but think like, most literally of the most of the knowledge of humanity was destroyed. So, But find out next week when we know something about it uh, at the Mark and Todd cast. Uh, listen to Fun Employment Radio. Uh, proud sponsors of this show. Uh, they do five shows a, d- uh, a day. <laughs> five shows. Actually, Greg Nibbler does. <laughs> between that and digital trends, I think Greg does five shows a day. Uh, but five shows a week. Uh, Greg and Sarah do a show. You can uh, join the Fun Employment Radio Supporters Club and uh, listen to their live streams and chat back and forth with them during their shows. So check them out. They have another thing coming up uh, in either next week or the week after. So go to funemploymentradio.com and check them out. Um, I didn't pre-plan what to take us out with, so I will, nobody, Oh no! I'm not going to take us out with Martika's toy soldiers, which I had constantly <laughs> stuck in my head because Poor. of Chrome soldiers, because I don't think as, as you guys indicated, anybody remembers that song, but me. <laughs> so, um, I think I'll just play whatever plays over the end credits of, um, Chrome soldiers. Which I have swelling music from Top Gun. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Um, boy, Gary, at the, at the end of this movie, Gary Busey's hair is out of control. He looks like the Nick Nolte <laughs> mugshot at the end. And don't be put off by the two and a half hour runtime on the YouTube video because the video loops like twice. So. <laughs> Next week on Dallas. Exactly. Major Dad coming up next. Or Dynasty. Or <laughs> totally Falcon Crest. And the the montage <laughs> and uh, here's JR Ewing. Yeah. Doing that turn to the camera. We should do a smiling. Portland of the movies intro to this. <laughs> oh, I would love that. That's a good idea. <laughs> Stay tuned for that. Alright. Thank you guys for listening. We'll see you guys next month. <laughs> <laughs>